Most entrepreneurs waste an insane amount of time trying to build their business. They are online 24-7, sacrificing their private life and burning out in the process. This is going to end right now. Welcome to the Content Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Virginia Reassis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, copywriter, business coach, and recovered workaholic. I know what it takes to go from burnt out and overwhelmed to building a six-figure business, posting only once a week and working less than five hours per day. My secret? Cutting out all the crap that doesn't move the needle forward in your business and producing content that actually attracts clients and gets you paid while living your best life. Want to create a business and a life you love? Sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you. Hello, hello, and a big warm welcome to Swarna. Swarna is one of my followers, and she listened to the Content Lounge podcast, left a review, sent me a screenshot, and got lucky among many other people to actually win this coaching call here on the show. And I'm just super, super excited to have you here on the show and to support you today. Welcome. (laughs) Oh, thank you so, so much. I'm super excited. I've been following you for a while and just been really benefiting from the the content that you put out there. It's helped me so much. So I'm super excited for this. Ah, so happy to hear that. Thanks a lot. Well, let's give people a quick context. Can you tell me really briefly, like, who are you? What do you do? And then what's going on in your business? Mm -hmm. Sure. So I'm Swarna. I am a purpose and authenticity coach. And I'm really, really passionate about helping women to really return to themselves, to let go of all their fears and limiting beliefs and, you know, all this layers that we have gathered, you know, in our youth and childhood about things that we're supposed to be and do instead of actually listening to our true self. And that used to be me. So this is why I'm so passionate about this. And I just really want to make my business reach the the people that it's meant to reach. And that's kind of what I'm working on. Yeah, that's that's about it. I believe there's so much power power in the inner work and I, I'm just really excited to help others others with what I've I've been through and what I've learned. So yeah. Oh my God, that work is so important. So I'm very excited to help you today to bring that work more out into the world. Now I remember you did have a post that performed super well, right? After ACB. Tell me a little bit, like, where are you at in terms of content, your author, and reaching people? Okay, so in terms of reaching people, I've been concentrating or I've been trying to concentrate on growth a little bit because at some point I figured out that my audience is not that warm. At least it doesn't seem to be. And then I decided that maybe it's a good idea to to focus on growth. And it seems to be working because I'm reaching people that are new to me. It's, it's, it's quite, it's going quite okay, but it's not like, you know, explosive growth or anything like that. But I've been really concentrating on uh, giving value in my posts. And I've been 
it's been a trial a trial and error if I'm honest and it's been a bit all over the place but I feel like now I'm finally figuring out like what I have to do in terms of social media what kind of content I'm supposed to post so what I'm kind of struggling still with is my messaging and the clarity of the whole message because I feel like if I just look back at my own story and I look back at what I've worked with what I worked on with my clients there's so much stuff you know there's like so many things and I've written it out so many times like the struggles the pain points and every time I've done that I'm like okay this is just too much this is super confusing and then also that because my niche is obviously not tangible. So if I look at other coaches, like health coaches, business coaches, they can clearly like state a clear end result. And I feel like it's much harder in my niche to actually word that. And I'm just like a bit confused about how to do this messaging bit in a way that it really speaks to my audience. Yeah. I'm looking at your account right now. Well, a couple of things that really stood out to me just now as you were speaking is you said, I don't have a hot audience, so I'm focusing on growing my audience, but new followers are also cold. So there is a misunderstanding here. Like not having a hot audience does not mean you need to grow it. It actually means that your nurturing isn't effective right now. Mm -hmm. So that is one of the things that will stand in the way of you making sales and, and signing clients is if you have a cold audience and you keep focusing on growing your audience, you're never going to get to the point of like conversion. Conversion is different than attracting people. Got it. So that is one of the things that like instantly stood out to me from the things you were saying. Now... Yeah. About your messaging, it's really fun actually to work with intangible transformations because it's a little bit like trial and error and seeing what lands for people. One relatively easy way to work with intangible transformations is to use metaphors and analogies to describe what the outcome is going to feel like. Mm. So let me give you an example from my own business. So for example, I often talk about building a business and a life you love. And how do you how do you actually talk about things like alignment, mm. happiness, right? They're very, very ambiguous terms. They mean different things to different people. So for example, if I wanted to talk about alignment, I could describe it relatively visually and and set it in relation to something that they can relate to. So for example, when you build a business that's super aligned, you're never going to feel like, thank God it's Friday. And like, you need to refer to like booze and partying on the weekend to kind of like drown how awful like your business feels or how stressed out you are. You're actually going to think TGIM, thank God it's Monday. I get to do this work. I'm super lit up. You're going to feel, this is where the analogy could come in. You're going to feel like a kid on Christmas morning, like just ready to open all the gifts. And that's how opening up your DMs is going to feel like opening all the gifts, being like, oh, I wonder what's in there. I wonder what my clients are uh, telling me, right? And you're going to be 
feeling so lit up and excited and so grateful that you get to do this work that you can't even imagine anything better than that. Wow. I love that. You could visually describe it. This is what I mean when in, I mean, in, in all of my programs, it's based on what I call the money message method where it's like, okay, what is the key problem and the key desire of, of the thing and that you're selling or like off your clients. And then you have the vision of success and the vision of failure, which are kind of like on the outside of that. And that is what actually will create your content. So Mm -hmm. creating these visions. And when I say vision, I really mean like could a movie director create a scene from the thing that you're just describing. So if you say to someone, you're going to be authentic they couldn't actually describe or like they couldn't actually produce a movie scene. Right. Mm-hmm. But can you visually show it in your reels? Cause I see you do a lot of reels. Can you describe it through storytelling what that would look like? And can you use stylistic means like analogies, metaphors, examples, and so on, all the things that I teach in spice up your writing. Like, can you use those to, really put images in people's minds mm. to leverage that mind, mind and, and, and body connection, right? Mm-hmm. So they can actually feel it. That's when they're going to be like, okay, I feel it that I want that. And on that feeling is what they act on. Right. Right. I love that. And I feel like I'm doing a little bit of that, but I'm not, you know, really painting the whole complete picture, what you just described. And I think that's like the gap that I have right now. Well, let's do a quick experiment. Yeah. You think of a lemon. Mm-hmm. Do you feel anything? No. <laughs> think of a yellow lemon. Do you feel anything? Oh, yeah. You see the color and so on? like the Yeah. Red and I could also start tasting the bitterness of it. Oh, just okay. from the yeah. yellow peel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you already have a connection there to like the yellow peel is bitter. Right. Now, imagine this. You're taking out a cutting board. The sun is shining on your kitchen counter. And you take this big, juicy Italian lemon. You hold it with the left hand or you hold it with one hand. You take a really sharp knife and you cut right through that middle. And that lemon juice like that sour juice is like just running out of that lemon all over your cutting board and over your fingers and you can smell the juice of the lemon and maybe you pick up a finger now and you just like quickly lick over your finger off the juice and you can just feel how your cheeks are pulling together because it's so sour do you feel yourself salivating oh totally totally (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that is what we need to do with our offers. Buying decisions are made emotionally. Mm. So if we have an intangible transformation, we need to describe that transformation in 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 pictures and images and visions. And not just that transformation, but also the opposite, the lack of the transformation. Because you don't really know what your people or that pe- person in your audience really relates to a lot. Are they... Are they really like desire motivated? Do they want to rise up to get that thing? Or do they more so want to run away from the misery of not having it, right? Mm -hmm. So we either run towards pleasure or away from pain. Mm -hmm. And so it's important. This is where your nurturing content comes in. 
it's important to create content around the opportunity, but just as much around all the consequences if you keep procrastinating. That's interesting because I've heard recently a lot of people saying that you should only concentrate on the positive, like painting the the beautiful vision and not so much on the pain, you know? So it's really interesting that to hear this point of view too, that it's just as important to describe the the kind of negative situation that's causing the pain. Well, there are experiments with both people, but also like the one that's most prominent is mice, where they measured how quickly does a mouse run when it's running towards the cheese or away from a cat or being chased by a cat running towards the cheese. And it's very, very clear that the mice ran the fastest when they were running away from the cat towards the cheese. Wow. So having both. And then obviously they're not going to like throw people in a cage with tigers, but they have looked at like motivational studies being like, okay, well, are you trying to avoid getting a D in your subject or are you trying to strive for an A? Or are you at a place where you get to where you're like on the brink, you're running away from the lower grade and you're going towards a higher grade and you have a realistic chance of getting that higher grade? That is when people are the most motivated. Wow. So if they're like, they see the promotion at work already and they're like, ooh, I can feel it. And it's either I'm leaving this company or I'm getting this promotion. They're super motivated to get that promotion. Mm. So it's like there have been social scenarios to recreate the mouse experiment. So from a pure logical mindset sales perspective it makes sense to have both but also let me ask you this i know a lot of people tend to avoid pain points because they're like i don't want to scare people into my offers and the pain point marketing is unethical Mm -hmm. is it more ethical for you to tell people what you know is going to happen Mm -hmm. on the cause of different behaviors Mm, or is it kinder to just be like i know you're about to run towards like I don't know, a big cliff, but I'm just not going to tell you. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that so much. And if I'm honest, when I was in that kind of biggest pain in my life, it helped me so much because I was not even aware of all of my pain. So it was so helpful when I, I was looking at this group coaching program back then. And it was so helpful when it felt like someone was inside of my head and had listed like how I felt because it was so accurate. And I was like, this is exactly what I need. So at least, yeah, for me, that was the thing that actually caught my attention more in that pain and the desire to get out of that pain than necessarily the, okay, this is what's possible for you. The other thing is, if that opportunity looks really far away, we can't necessarily relate it to it. So if we're sitting in a deep hole, mm, the top of the mountain isn't going to be super appealing to us because we're going to be like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm down here. There's no way I'm going to get all the way up there. But mm, in those cases, it's really, really helpful to just depict how much it sucks to be at the bottom of of the like in your deep hole and like how dark it is and what is the consequence 
of like staying in that hole to motivate people to at least start climbing towards a higher, better platform, right? Or a right. better version of themselves. Yeah, totally. Totally. And what happens if you if you don't say anything? And then I don't know, flood is coming back and that cave is gonna be flooded. Mm. But you know it could get worse. Mm. You're the expert. What is the kinder thing, right? I always strive for honest and kind marketing. That's my intention when I create content. So sometimes content is a tough love truth bomb, but it's actually the kinder thing than to not say anything. Mm -hmm. I agree with that 100%. 100%. Hopefully that can help take that guilt or shame that sometimes comes up around Mm, can I really talk about pain points? Can I really talk about visions of failure? Can I really talk about consequences? Hopefully that can take it away and be kind of like the North star of like, when you ask yourself, can I actually say this on social media? Am I being a not so nice person? Or like you can ask yourself, well, what benefit are people having from knowing this and what harm would I cause if I don't say that? Mm-hmm. Totally. Absolutely. I had one specific specific question because we were talking about, you know, the words and if they stir up anything. And I'm kind of struggling with the word authenticity because that's like my big theme. And to me, it, of course, means a lot at this point. And I also feel at the same time that it's kind of trending now. People are, there are people who are searching for this, that what does it mean to be more authentic? Yeah. And my question is that, like, how much is it wise to use that word versus words that people maybe relate more to? Can you tell me more about what authenticity means to you? It means being true to yourself, like really, first of all, getting to know yourself on such a deep level that you know what's you and what's outside of you. And then staying true to that, your own truth and not someone else's truth. So you stay true to your values, beliefs, and also your personality. That's my definition of it. To me, it's clear, but of course, I understand that to many people, maybe it's not. Yeah, I have to smile just before I call it recorded training on that exact topic. (laughs) (laughs) With verbatim, like a, a very, very similar definition. So um, synchronicities in, in, in life uh, yeah. just wow me. Um, <laughs> so tell me what happens to someone if, like, tell me about, like, what does people's life look like who are not living authentically? Mm-hmm. I, w- I would say that they have a feeling that they're pretending in their daily life, it doesn't feel like they're really connected to what they're doing and that maybe they feel like unfulfilled, not happy. They know that something is missing, but they don't necessarily know what it is. Or they know that, okay, this is wrong. Well, not wrong, but this feels wrong, but I don't have a choice to change it because of x y and z okay 
so just based on that, I have so many like content ideas that you could be talking about. I don't think coming back to your first question, I don't think that there is a need for you to change the word. There is simply a need for you to explain and clearly state what authenticity or lack of authenticity in life means. It's so, so, so simple. Like when you create content, you could create content around the lines of like, signs that you're not living your life, that you're living someone else's life, for example, right? Lack of authenticity would be living someone else's life or living life on someone else's terms. So like I would play around with describing what authenticity means. I would list symptoms of being authentic versus not authentic. And I would very much drill down on both the consequences when you do find authenticity, so like the opportunity, and on the consequences if you keep living an inauthentic life for an extended period of time. So right now, what are they feeling? But how would that maybe look like in five or 10 years? Mm -hmm. And then also in terms of like your thought leadership, what also comes into play is like questioning these beliefs, right? I can't live an authentic life because X, Y, and Z, or I can't do something that will bring me more joy because X, Y, and Z. Is that really true? Mm-hmm. I love that. Right. This is where thought leadership really comes in. In your content, you already want to prompt people to question their beliefs because it's not much about giving tips or value. Like that's a term that I don't actually ever use when I teach my clients content or copy or business building. Like it's not about teach, like giving value as in giving tips on social media. It is about, can you actually challenge their beliefs? Can you show them what's possible for them? Can you show them that you understand, you hear and see them? It takes a lot of empathy as well, right? And that is what actually will prompt people to action. I love that. I know I say that to like everything you're saying, but it's just like blowing my mind because it's been such a big mess in my head. And that makes so much sense and gives like, like a 360 kind of insight or a perspective to my niche because I was actually for a moment questioning my niche in its entirety but I know it's super needed but I was really struggling with how do I actually put it out there so people understand so that what you just said gave so much clarity to approach it from different perspectives so thank you happy to hear that okay so tell me about your offer what's very very essential when we talk about messaging is also like okay how do we talk about our offer Let's take a look at that as well, because that's going to be essential for you when you're pitching and selling on your stories. Okay, so this is the not so comfortable part. I, I do have a block with talking about my offer. I currently have only one-on-one -on -one coaching as my offer. And honestly, I don't speak about it much in my, in my stories or in my content. Sometimes I have like... Um, call to action at the end of a post that DM me this word if you're interested or something like this. But I don't speak about it really often. And 
I'm still like offering one-on-one. So that's, that's like my main offer at the moment. Okay. I don't know if it makes sense, but. <laughs> Can you tell me what you do in the one-on-one coaching? Basically just simple life coaching. So I don't teach, but I try to go deep into with the client, whatever they come with me, come to me about. I ask questions. I reflect back on them. We come up with, you know, homework or tasks that will get them closer to what they want to achieve. But it's, it's not like a teaching type of coaching. It's, it's really like digging deep to the, that's what I'm also passionate about going super deep with my clients so that they can really go to the root first and then build from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you tell me more about the block? Mm-hmm. I think the block is that I'm just afraid that no one will contact me or that no one will be interested in my offer. And I and another block is that if I just keep talking about it, people are going to, you know, unfollow me because, you know, she's just talking about her offer all the time. Mm-hmm. Like she's trying to sell all the time. So you followed me for at least six, if not longer, a month, mm-hmm. right? I sell every single day. Did you unfollow? No. You ever get frustrated? No. Okay, so where is that belief coming from? What? How is it helping you or serving you? I think because I have now this belief that most of my following is either my older friends or ex-colleagues or other coaches I do have of course you know actually people who follow me for what I do but I'm just maybe afraid what they will say like people that I actually personally know which doesn't make sense because I know that they're not my ideal clients anyway most of people they may be they may be that's true that's true. And I also don't know why I'm assuming that they're not. So this this block is it it's like feels very huge when I think about it. I can like feel it in my body when I speak about it, that there's this fear of I guess judgment from from the people that I know. So what are you gaining specifically by not talking about your offer? Now, when you ask me that, I think it's that the, the, the gain, quote unquote, is that if I don't speak about it, then at least I will not know if, if this whole thing is working or not. And by this whole thing, I mean like my coaching mm-hmm. and my so if you talked about your offer and you wouldn't get a response, it, what would that mean about you? That I have failed. Okay. And would that already mean that But if you talk about it once or how often would you need to talk about it until you claim it's failure? Mm, good question. No, it would have to be more times than just once. Definitely. I don't give up that easily, luckily. But let's say if I talk about it often for the next 
six months and nothing happens, then I would be like, okay, something is not working here. Mm -hmm. And if it, if you feel like it isn't working, what could you do then? I guess that would depend like how much help I would have sought out at that point. Like if I feel like I've exhausted my options, which I actually inside, I don't believe that this is not going to work. I know that doesn't make sense, but I know what I have to offer is good, but I still have this, this fear that it's not going to work. And I know where that comes from. And that comes from because this is the second time that I'm switching careers And I never actually built like long-term career in the sense that I pretty much figured out with my first career in pharmacy that it's not for me. And then I switched it to dancing, which was my passion. And that was really amazing. But then I got injured and I was also a bit older. So it kind of, you know, died out. And then I found coaching, which really inside feels like, okay, now I'm in the right path. And now I have this fear that the same thing's going to happen that happened with the two other careers. And then it's like, yeah, then I'll just feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. So you're not talking about your offers because you're really scared of being disappointed? Yeah. Or a disappointment to myself. Do you feel like there's even an option in this being successful if you don't talk about your offer? Oh, no, I, I definitely have to talk about it. Definitely. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So your first path, let me recap this. Your mm -hmm. first path you recognized was unaligned, was not authentic to you. Yes. That's why you decided to make a pivot. Your mm -hmm. second path was not in your control why you why you had to change. You changed because of injury that's out of you, outside of your control. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, help me see how coaching could possibly fall into the same path when it's aligned and you're in full control because you get to decide what you're going to do that day. Oh, you're so right. It doesn't make logical sense at all. That's so true. That's so true. I'm putting it into the same category with those two first ones. And this is a path that I haven't explored before. That's part of why it feels scary because it's, it's, it's my first ever business. So that's also why it feels scary, but It's, it's a whole new path. And I've just been thinking that, okay, here's me again, walking this same career path, trying to build something from this, but it's actually a whole new one that feels aligned. And I had not realized that before. Wow. So how does the thought of talking about your offer feel right now? Oh, much better. Oh, so much better. It, it feels exciting. It feels like it's, it's, I know like in my logical brain, I know it's the way to, I know it's the way I 
have to do again quote unquote but it's not like oh my god i have to do this but it's more like exciting in a way that it's the path to the career that i want yeah does it feel like i get to do this oh yeah exactly exactly like that yeah that's exciting and excitement and happiness and and all of these higher vibe emotions they create quite a bit of momentum so that could be something that projects you forward let's talk really quickly about your statement earlier you said something along the lines of like i'm really scared that i'm going to pitch on my stories and then no one responds Mm. yeah and then maybe i do that for a six month so every story that you tell about your offer that's a matter of like throwing a lot of darts eventually you're going to hit the target Mm. so every story that you tell is like one dart that you shoot And the chance of like, you have over 700 people following you, the chance that one of them is going to hit the target, like, it just keeps increasing with like the amount of darts that you throw. Oh my goodness. I love the picture that you just painted. Like, that's so, that's so accurate. I feel like I'm too excited right now (laughs) to... process this but I think this is the first time I've actually felt excited about selling in my stories and that's so true again that it increases the chance exactly what you said because not everyone's going to view my all my stories all the time so probably a lot of people have missed it when I I think I've pitched maybe once or twice that DM me if blah 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 And also the new followers have not seen that. So I guess this me, you know, focusing on growth has been an excuse to not to talk about my offer because I wanted to grow first before. But this is actually the first time that now I, I want to take this step to actually start pitching in my stories more. Yeah. Sounds good. That's exciting. Wow. Wow. So whenever you have a day where you're like, okay, I pitched, I think my story is really good. And maybe no one replies. That's okay. That happens all the time. I like, even in my business, there's many days where I pitch and no one buys and that's Mm -hmm. okay. Right. It just means that the one dart that you threw just now, like, That was not the right direction. Okay, we're going to try something else. And the beautiful thing is that when you're really, really aligned with what you want to say and you deeply care about this mission and you've put down all your limiting beliefs and fears, which you're an expert in, right? When you really, truly claim all the things that you're really good at and you say what you believe in and what you stand for. And all of that is a huge part of like claiming your authenticity fully. You will never run out of darts. Like there will be a million and one things for you to talk about because you're like, okay, well, I need to say this thing. I also really want to be talking about that thing. And it becomes this like energy of like, ooh, 
Like these are all the things that my authentic self already cares so much. Like I want to talk about this all day long. So content can become really, really easy when we tap into this excited energy. And then it doesn't even matter so much like what the response is. It's very detached, actually. We're talking about the things that we care about because we care about these things and enjoy talking about that. Mm. Yeah. So for you, a lot of the things that you will need to do in the next couple of weeks is storytell a lot, right? We've already defined like that is what you need to do to talk about an intangible transformation. And then you're going to invite people to reach out for one-on-one coaching or to DM you, right? And keep track of the thoughts and the feelings that are coming up. And Mm -hmm. then either reach out to your coach, or if you don't have a coach, coach yourself to the best of your abilities to like put these beliefs down that are telling you stop or people are going to judge you and so on. Cause mm. none of that is true. Mm. Like the other day I got 800 story views. That's a lot. And I was pitching and selling, right? So I pitch and sell all the time. A lot of the times actually people need repeated invitations because they're like, yeah, I really wanted to like message her. And then they forget cause life is busy. There are many reasons why people don't take action on the first invitation. I mean, people invite me to their birthday parties and sometimes I don't react to the first message I get. Right. So why would that be any different in business? That's so true. And now when you say that, it's actually how I got one of my clients from that she silently kept watching my posts, never commenting or liking And then she just reached out one day and she needed this process to build up the trust, build up the, you know, inner knowing that, okay, I may want to work with this person. And then when she was ready, she contacted me. So that's so true that people need to build the trust and to just to get, keep, keep getting reminded of what's out there. Yeah. So do you have examples from your own life where you just needed some time before you were ready to do something? Oh, yeah. You know, that's why this is so funny because I'm exactly the kind of buyer. If like if I see a course or something that I'm interested in, I think I take at least five times to look at that offer, sometimes more. And I like read all the all the, you know, the copy many times, like, and I feel into it and I look at all the bullet points and I think about like, what can I accomplish with this course or with this offer? And I really, I'm exactly the kind of person who needs that time. So that's why it's funny that I'm so afraid to talk about this because I know that I need it. So it makes so much sense that others needed to the time to actually see what this offer and the person is about yeah so when you now think about selling on your stories what would a thought be what thought could you hold that would be really beneficial to encourage you to talk about your offer again or to yeah to invite people again into your world I think the most beneficial is think about this one client that I got 
it was exactly, it was, well, it, it didn't come from my stories, but it came from my post. And she was my exact ideal client. And she just needed that time. So because I know it's happened before, I can use that to motivate myself and inspire myself to keep posting in my stories, knowing that the person who is meant to work with me will be there and contact me when they're ready. So definitely that one. The only thing you can control in your business, and especially if you want to attract clients through social media, you cannot control when people are ready. But it's almost like, do you remember these old scales where you have to put like rocks until the scale like finds its balance or it tips over? Yeah. Right. So what is in your control is how often you invite people, what you post about and becoming really, really freaking good at content creation, storytelling and copywriting and your own thought leadership. Right. So those things are in your control. And then you can trust that if you just keep pouring little rocks into that scale, it is going to tip for someone, right? So this is the only way on social media that you, and this is why people tell you like, oh, consistency is important. No, like every post, it doesn't matter if today you talked about your offer and no one bought, because you can trust and rely that that post is one of the little rocks that's eventually is going to make the scale tip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a deficit to a future sale. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then we can detach a little bit from that need for instant gratification. Of like, I just posted my story 17 seconds ago. Why is no one DM'd me yet? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, and then you check, you're like, oh, only one person saw it so far. And that was my mom. Okay, I guess. <laughs> it's clear why no one's messaged me yet. But then 15 minutes later, you check your phone again. You're like, Still no DM, what's going on? Yeah. So rather, can we post, deposit our rock, mm-hmm. and trust that the scale's going to tip whenever that barrel is full? Right, right. And it it's really sounds like the key is to create this complete detachment from the result for yourself so that you keep actually consistent with the with the selling part because if there's the detachment then it's like you just described that you keep checking your phone and feeling bad about no one dming you yeah and that creates resistance and friction and that stops us from showing up again because we're too disappointed that last time it didn't work and so on and so forth but if we can focus on the things that we can control and make that our main priority. And like success means I deposit my rock. I collect my gold star for posting and inviting. And then I put my phone away and I go live my life. And I focus on the other things that make me happy. Then it becomes very easy to run this business. That makes so much sense. So much energy. Mm, That makes so much sense. That's what I love about, you know, business building is that you get to do the things that you love. Of course, there is things that you don't love, obviously, but there's there's so much, you know, 
beauty in having a path that you're passionate about and that's aligned. And I would be doing a huge disservice for myself if I gave up too early, first of all, or if I didn't, you know, go full out, or if I didn't conquer my fear about selling that I, I just want to say thank you because you've given me so much food for thought, so much new strategy, so much new, just inspiration also to go out there and, you know, step into kind of a, even a new role of, or a new level, not role, new level of serving people. And I love that. Thank you so much. Well, I'm so, so, so happy and excited. And I can't wait to see you like pitching and selling and posting on social media from an energy of like, you amazing. I get, I get to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That now it sounds exciting and feels exciting. And I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. If like podcast was visual, like I, I'm sitting here happy dancing. <laughs> and this is why she had to laugh. I love that. <laughs> But that's how that's how coaching should feel like, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly like this. Yeah, amazing. Okay, well, I think we've pretty much like uncovered the block, mm -hmm. released it. You know how to talk about your offer, and you're ready to post. Mm -hmm. And much, much more clear about the whole messaging big thing that was completely messed up so incredible <laughs> one minutes no not even <laughs> i was like okay yeah. 180 on the energy and vibe and the strategy so i'm very very excited for you this is like a huge mindset shift that i know like just so many people really need so, mm -hmm. so many, like, so don't think that you're alone with, with those fears or those feelings. This is something that just almost all of us have to deal with at some point. So I'm very excited we got to solve it for you today. Thank you again so much for being on the show with me and congrats again on winning the call. It was so much fun to work with you. Yeah, thank you again. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Well, if you want to win a call with me, just know what you got to do. Review the podcast, leave an honest review, send me a screenshot so I know who you are. Otherwise, I don't. And then I can't enter you. Every couple of months, I raffle off a call and it's always counting from like the last time I did one. So I'm very excited. Hopefully, I get to talk to you as well one day and coach you through your fears, your beliefs, and yeah, help you glow up in your business. Thank you again so much for being here with me on the show today and I'll see you next time. Content loungers, listen up. This is your chance to ditch the hustle and take a massive leap in your business and your income. This month, one of you guys is going to work with me one-on-one -on -one, and together we will create a content strategy that turns you into a client and money magnet without working more. This is valued at over $2,000. And to get in on this, simply leave me a five-star review, take a screenshot and DM it to me on Instagram. Wishing you all massive success in your business. See you next week. And until then, sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you.